I would say the biggest thing is just I want to be the best at YouTube. Like that's really it. I for whatever reason when I made my first video from then on out, I was obsessed and yeah. I just can't stop. I just I can't. I take a day off and I feel like I'm a waste of space, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I naturally got into the business side just so I could scale up my channel and go bigger because I just constantly wanted to do bigger videos. But it was because I hit a point where the videos were getting bigger, but the uploads were going down. And I yeah. was like, if I kept continuing, I was going to upload once a year. So I was like, I had to do something. And that's where I just started hiring people. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know any legal stuff. I just went to all my friends. I was like, you want a job? And then every month after that, I brought on a new employee and I did that for two years. In this episode, we talk with one of the smartest, most disruptive YouTubers on the platform, Jimmy Donaldson, better known as Mr. Beast. He has exploded this last year on YouTube to 28 million subscribers and billions of video views. Mr. Beast is known for his philanthropic, attention-grabbing videos, and he has given hundreds of thousands of items to homeless shelters, giving away cars to the needy, purchasing everything at a grocery store to donate to a local food bank, and so much more. This is Creative Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your hosts, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption podcast where we're talking about anything that's disrupting the industry and people that's actually making the disruption. And I'm joined here by my friend, Ricky Ray Butler. How are you doing, Ricky? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic? Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's our day off. It's and a so day off. I'm so a little we're more doing casual podcasts. than usually. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, if you guys don't know, we actually do a lot of recording in batch because Ricky's busy and I'm not so busy, and that's yeah. the way it works, right? Yeah, you know, this is the thing. I obviously work way harder than you do. Oh, here we ways. go again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> no, no, really though. In all honesty, like it's amazing that you're making time to do a podcast today, being that Vid Summit starts like tomorrow in, in hours, right? In hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell you what's in the news. Like I was going through the news and there's certain things as a parent that I look for is what, how other parents react. And there was like joy happening in the world uh, just mm. this last you know, day. Do you know what? Do you know I why have, that joy? I, I have no clue. Because Fortnite got deleted. It was like literally <laughs> a black hole of death that was happening. No, seriously, like all the parents were like super excited. Like, oh my gosh, they're coming out of their rooms. It's amazing. We could actually have a conversation. Oh, I thought and they then, just switched over to Minecraft. No, <laughs> they could have done that too, but yeah. it was like crazy because they were like, they'd be looking at the screen. They're like, no, they're just waiting for it. And, you know, it delayed even further and further. And it was pretty funny because like, um, I'm friends with one of the the developers uh -huh. of uh, you know Epic Games with right. Fortnite, and he's he's like in Europe right now, just on, on vacation with his wife and all that other stuff. And I see that going on. And I'm like, okay, oh wow, no, so, this is good. Did you, did you connect with him? Oh no, 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 no. I mean, it's not down. I mean, yeah. they're just they're just getting ready to do chapter two of Fortnite. I'm mean, this is something. So this is something that, that happened from oh, yeah. Epic Games. One hundred percent. They made it so no one could play. Yeah. So one hundred percent. So Epic Games like has done stuff like literally that is leading the the. Mm -hmm. The industry in so many ways. It's disrupting sure. the industry in so many different ways. And one of the ways is they do these Facebook, or not, not Facebook, I can't even believe I said things like this, but yeah. it was like a Fortnite events. Mm -hmm. You know, so they'd have a marshmallow concert or whatever. And like literally people gather together, play and experience those events. So this is one of those events. And it's just getting ready to turn the tide to. The so the event day. was just to stop all Fortnite. Yeah. Did not stop in Fortnite. Like it, they got sucked into the uh, black hole and now mm -hmm. it's like, putting out code and, you know, just kind of getting people a little bit more curious of what's happening for the next chapter of Fortnite. Okay. All so right, awesome. But 
that leads us to a good uh, segue for our guest, which I'm really, really excited about. I think going back to uh, through all our podcasts, we actually talked about this guest more than we did any other creator. Yeah, I, don't know why I, I mean, you geek out about him a lot. Wow, I kind of <laughs> like him a little bit. <laughs> but you know, on on this, just just kind of giving it uh, something. When I was first looking at his channel. He actually says, subscribe to my YouTube channel or I'll delete your Fortnite account. And he actually did it. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of people, there's been a trend of a lot of people copying, you know, those threats if you don't subscribe. Is that, is that I, I, mean, I think Phil DeFranco is like, I'll, I'll punch you in the throat. Yeah, like, there's, there's a variety Why is there of violence going on here? <laughs> but do you want to introduce our guest? Yes. So today, you know, we're very lucky. The person that we've quoted more than any other creator, oh, uh, we have Jimmy or AKA Mr. Beast joining us. Thank you for having me on. Hey, um, thank you for making time to and, come And on. I'm glad you opened me by um, showcasing the violence I've, you know, brought <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you. I'm glad that's what I'm known for is that. Yeah. So how are you guys doing? Doing really good. Doing, doing good. great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to just jump right in. Yes, yes, like, let's do this. I, I'm ready, I'm ready to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, this podcast is all about disruption mm -hmm. and what you're doing in the YouTube space. I feel so weird when people like. I know, ah, but I hate it. like you, you are you're, you are disrupting it, mm -hmm. and and you're going through that. But take kind of give everyone. Uh, maybe there's some people on here that don't know who you are. Yeah. I think they should just talk to their 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 son or their yeah. you know teenage sure. daughter or whatever. But just kind of give us some uh, oh, rundown on the channel. Yeah. So. I have 24 million subscribers. I feel weird looking at you guys when I say this, but 24 million subscribers, a few billion views. Um, I've done things like giving away money, bought a, gave a homeless guy 10 grand, bought a homeless person a house. I buy my friends' cars a lot. Just, I give away money, and then on top of that, I torture my friends. Like, last to leave a circle wins 10 grand, or uh, last I, I don't know if you can call that torture. I, I mean, know, they're getting money I, out of it. I mean, come well, on. I like, want to be in those videos. Yes. Yeah, we did last to leave Tesla, kept it, and it went on for three days until uh, someone finally want it so that and then the third one's me torturing myself i counted a hundred thousand watched uh a jake paul music video for 10 hours and just things <laughs> like that um so you, you actually read the dictionary well yes i didn't read the <laughs> definitions but i read every word except for one and that or two words i bet you can guess which ones i skipped because when I say I read it, people are like, oh, did you read this one? Like, no. There's a couple of words that you definitely had It's to, like, wow. it's top comment. It's like that word. And everyone's well, like, oh, why'd he skip it? I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be demonetized. The best, the best thing is like they pull out their dictionary. And they're actually following with him. Did you do it? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. So, that's amazing. I, that, I mean, that's a, a brief synopsis. Just really out there crazy things yeah now you you've been doing youtube for a while and not a lot of people realize this because you're you're like yeah your growth happened in the last like couple of years mm -hmm. um want to give us like kind of like a background of like how much time it took for you to get to where you are today yes sure i i feel like most people don't care but i'm down to talk about it i started when i was 13 and i literally had no money at the time which is kind of ironic because this year <laughs> i spent millions of dollars on content but I made Minecraft videos and I used to make a dollar a day, literally. And I'd saved up for months, I bought a mic, saved up for more months, bought a computer and just literally everything came from YouTube. So, um, and just as it went on, I just, I, from the day one, when I created my channel, every dollar I made, I put back into my channel for like eight years straight. And that's basically what I did. And as the paychecks got bigger, the videos got bigger, really. That's amazing. And talking to Daryl, Daryl always says that you look at creating a video like playing a video game. Exactly. So yeah. how, how do you get people, I mean, I mean, I mean, how do you get yourself into that state of mind to really have that much fun doing something so difficult? 
Yes, that's that's where I feel a little weird because what feels fun to me to other people frustrates them. Like coming up with ideas, I, that's something I've always enjoyed. Um, but other people, like it terrifies them because they, they never know what does well. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just I'm just wired differently. The things I enjoy, mo- most people are frustrated by. Like I like creating content. I like data and um, I like running a business, which are kind of like the three things you need to really scale up big. And most people I see usually only like one of the three. So I feel like it's very rare that someone does all three, if that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that's, you know, a trend, well, a newer trend when it comes to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Most people that are being really, they're, they're getting really successful today are very data-driven. You know, yeah. They're always looking at the numbers and they're geeking out about the numbers, learning from them, optimizing what they're doing. Yeah. And then, you know, they're, they're much more effective and successful in predicting success. And and predicting, you know, aren't you the outcomes. One, well, aren't you the one that uses the analogy of like generations of YouTubers, or is that a different? That, that was me. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, exactly. I'm pretty sure that was me. <laughs> oh, I think I'm remembering. Okay, well, but yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to say that was a horrible analogy. And then you know, <laughs> much more data driven ones. Yeah, that's, yeah. that was the analogy. Yeah. Thank you. So the new new YouTubers. Definitely. Exactly. Like definitely, we're just learning from the previous one. But also, the previous yeah. YouTubers didn't have the data we did because like. CTR is still pretty new. Which, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people No, forget. What's interesting, the way I look at it is the content creators that are actually, you know, being introduced right now, mm-hmm. um, they actually have, they've been on YouTube their whole life, basically. Yes. And, you know, once they're consuming concepts, so they're able to see, hey, what works, what they, what doesn't work, how, how they engage communities, so on and so forth. And then just these last couple of years where YouTube's really opened up some amazing tools that creators can go, oh my gosh. When I say this or I do this, this is the correlation because exactly. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when it changes. And and I would agree, yeah, there's a lot more content creators that that care about data than there's others that don't really care for data, but they do it from instinct. Yeah. And uh because I, I always thought click through rate was a thing. For the longest time, I was like, there's something besides average duration. This video that people watch for 70% did worse than this video that people watch for 50%. And I had always hypothesized it was click-through rate, but it wasn't until they released the stat that I got that missing metric to plug in. I was like, okay, this is why this video did bad and this is why this one did well. Um, So that's when people talk about like, um, why it's changing? I think like click through rate with thumbnails. Yeah, like yeah, right, that's yeah. really thumbnails recent. Titles. It's only like a year and a half ago that they started showing it. Yeah, it's always been a thing. I mean, with advertisers mm-hmm. like in Google Ads, I mean they're showing the impressions yeah. and how many people you're clicking through. So like for me, you know, that was just a normal thing. Gotcha. We'd actually we'd actually test. We'd actually go and spend money yeah, just to see yeah. see exactly what was going on. But YouTube never gave us this data. But now. They're giving creators tools that can help them create better content, i.e. help them mm-hmm. stay on the pr- platform longer. And so I think it's amazing. So let me let me ask you, because I think a lot of people don't know, uh, Jimmy, like h- how big is your team? Like, yeah. like most people think, oh, YouTube, you make YouTubes. Are you still in your mom's basement? <laughs> yeah. You know, is that the way it, it is? Hit me with that one. Well, uh, I probably won't say the exact number, but I, I have dozens of employees at this point. A lot of them are full-time and a lot of part-time, which as you guys know, yeah. but to you guys listening, yes, I, I have director, a logistical expert. I mean, like we do large scale projects uh, uh, twice a week. So like getting a car dealership, buying 12 cars, getting all the insurances, because I'm referencing a video where I bought a car dealership and gave away all the cars. Like just every little thing has to be done. And when you do that twice a week, plus like, um, a lot of our videos we spend 24 hours, like in a rainforest in a desert. It's just like 
literally I'm going nonstop, like working around the clock. And so is like a dozen other people with me full time and a, a lot of part time people. And even with that, we're barely getting the content out. Like there's right. no way if I was doing this by myself, I, I would probably only be able to upload like five times a year. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like a month. What's the craziest thing that's happened behind the scenes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to ask that we can say publicly you've been, on you've this been, You've been to the rainforest. You've been to Area 51. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, what are some of like, the, the weirdest stuff that Well, that's, that's hard to answer because I've, I'm not really like a one and done type creator. I feel like every video really is. Like when people ask me, what's your favorite video? It's like, mm -hmm. well, whatever I just uploaded is usually my answer. Like seriously. Yeah. So, um, so there's always something crazy that happens. Yeah, whenever it's, <laughs> it's like literally every three days I'm like, what is my life? What am I doing right now? You know what I mean? Like. Either it's camping in front of Area 51 or just giving away more money than I ever thought I would have three years ago. I mean, just everything. Literally any video is the craziest thing I've done. Because they're, <laughs> they're constantly getting bigger. Even to this day, we're still going bigger every week. So it's just like whatever we just did. Do you feel like he'll plateau? I mean, if every idea that you do That's is That's what people bigger. say, but... I, I don't know, because like we used to be like, all right, 100 grand a video, but now we're like, okay, we're gonna spend 200 grand on a video. So it keeps going up. Obviously, we're not gonna get to the point where we're spending over a million a video, probably, yeah. unless you guys wanna hook us up. <laughs> but, um, so I, I feel like that's why I was asked like probably like five times in the last yeah. hour. <laughs> it's okay, though. Right? Yeah, no, no, that's it. No. But, I know my team is always looking yeah, we, at we've all the stuff yeah. that you're doing and yeah. and always trying to find brand deals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because because every brand wants to be affiliated with the stuff that you're doing. It's like it's stuff that's never happened before. So one thing you know you know you are projected to be one day the biggest you know YouTuber and the biggest creator. What are other platforms that you're also investing in outside yeah. of YouTube that that you think everyone should be taking seriously? Well, I mean, any platform, I mean, whether it's TikTok, Reddit, or I mean, literally anyone with users, you should take seriously. I want to take every platform as seriously as I take YouTube. It's just, I like a few years ago, I, I had nothing. Like I just started scaling up my business two years ago. So mm -hmm. I just haven't built the infrastructure for Instagram and things like that. But I mean, if you can take every platform serious, I mean, you can make just as much money off of Facebook as you do YouTube, obviously. And Instagram and Twitter are good for just driving traffic to pop a video off and things like that. So. Mm -hmm. It's just impressive. I mean, I mean, we went, from, I mean, we went to lunch earlier, and I was just so impressed how your obsession and your passion is around winning, <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and doing something do and doing it the best, yeah, and and to the point where you won't do day part shows, you won't go on late night shows yeah. because you don't want to be distracted from doing what you do best, exactly. And and where at, at what point are you going to feel completely content? I never will. And I think that, and that's what my mom tells me all the time is like, there's never been a day in my life where I've been like ha satisfied. It's like I could hit 10 million subscribers and like 10 seconds later, be like, okay, I want a hundred million. Like, let's go, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. And I don't, I think it's a blessing and a curse. Cause I think right. there are days where I'm like, wow, I, you know, I, I work all this time, but I still feel like I have feel like I have nothing. I know I have a lot, but you know what I mean? But I think that's part of why I am where I am because I just, no matter what I have, I just want more kind of. But I think but, it does come from a place of, it's not completely negative because I like helping people. And mm -hmm. my my 100% flat out goal is to make as much money as possible and give it away before yeah. I die. That's what I want to do. So mm -hmm. it's not like, it's weird because I want to make a lot of money, but it's also because my mom, my brother, my sister, all my best friends work for me. Like everyone depends on me. I have to make a lot of money so I can make everyone I care about. There's rich. a lot of altruism there. Well, there's yeah. there's just a lot of people that depend on me and that's mm -hmm. that's part of it too. Whenever I'm like that's why I struggle to take a day off because I'm like, mm -hmm. oh like 
is if this doesn't work out and these people who quit their jobs and dropped out of college for me and I have to like screw them over, I feel like I, I'm, I'd rather just work and be slightly, you know, unhappy than to like ever have to disappoint someone like that works for me, you know? Well, that's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of us in a way or another relate to that. Yeah. I remember sure. when I sold my business, I was excited for like one day and then I was like, I got to get to work. I am not satisfied. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose everything. Same. And then, then, I, then I get right back into it. But yeah. No, and you're the same way. I, I, yes. I, I totally am the same way. It's so bad. It is a condition, but it's, it's bad. But the, the, I think the big thing though, would you say that you're more motivated by the win? Like yeah, by, yeah. you know, the challenge or yeah. is it a little bit of both? Well, I'm motivated by a lot of things. That's where even I get confused sometimes because I want to help the people I care about that depend on me. I but love, is that I, a challenge though? Too? Yeah, exactly. And I love winning. There's, I mean, there's so many things I love helping people. It's, it's almost like everything I care about in life just points towards being a, you know, big influencer and just cause like everything I want to do, just like growing my channel just so happens to make all that happen. You know, yeah. it fuels my drive to just do big things and also allows me to help people I care about and help my family and things like that. Winning is for the thrills. Um, giving is for sustaining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it gives you purpose. Yeah. It helps you just, you know, you know, be grounded and to have context of, you know, there's more important things, but winning can fuel that, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So let, let me, there's a lot of people that are watching and listening to this podcast that are maybe plateaued or they're stuck and mm -hmm. you went years without even being successful. I yes. mean, I, I saw this little uh, video come up. It's like, dear future me, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, wow. Well, to give a little context, I made a video and then scheduled, uploaded it for five years in the future. So like when I had AK subs, I made a video that went public five years later. And I was like, I hope when this goes public, I have, uh, I think I said 100,000 subscribers. But actually, that video goes, the one he's referencing is the one before it. But the, the five-year one goes public in a year. Yeah. And I'll probably have like 30 million. But in the video, I'm like, I hope I have 100,000. You're like, if I don't have 100,000, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a failure. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I said in the video, the video that goes public next year, it's a time capsule, just to reiterate, so you're following along, that I made what I had 8,000 subscribers. I said, I wonder what college I'm in. I wonder what I'm doing when this goes public. And I also said, I hope I'm still alive. So <laughs> that, that part's true, but no, it's funny. Cause but, but, so anyway, there's a lot of people that, that uh, are grinding and trying to be successful. Yeah. When did it click for you? Like what, like in the moment, what was the video or what was the process in your brain that it says, oh, this is the way I need to do this? Well, there's definitely like a million things I just learned along the way, you know, cause it was just literally the growth just steadily went faster and faster over the course of the years. But the biggest point was when Quebecop, Jordy, yep. showed me a graph where he took all his videos and he graphed them by click-through rate and average view duration. And the ones with the higher click-through rate and average view duration combined got the most views. And like videos with low click-through rate but high average view duration did all right. And high click-through rate, low average view duration did all right. But basically it showed that the higher both numbers are combined exponentially more the views are. And that's when I was like, oh. So if I just get high click through rate and if I get people <laughs> it sounds to, easy, but yeah, well, but then it's like, okay, so just the higher these two metrics are, the more views you get. And then it's just about obsessing how to get the numbers up really. Um, I mean, cause when you think about it, what does YouTube want? They want people to click and watch a video and click and watch a video, which sounds obvious, but right. to a lot of people, you know, they haven't figured it out because they think it's either clickbait or average view duration. I don't think many people, and it seems so obvious, but I don't think many people realize that it's both and the mm -hmm. higher both are the exponentially more of the views. Right. So, so do you, there you go. Do you, do you remember, I think it was like eight years ago when everyone had like neon colors in the background? Oh, they, 
That's, yeah, that's still happening. I still have that back then. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, like if somebody with like you know neon sunglasses and a pink background. That's right. It's and it's funny. Got to grab their attention. A lot of yeah. people who give YouTube advice do that. Like they use the same thumbnail and just mm -hmm. like over and over. And it's like I don't know. If you should be giving advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's about making sure that click through rate is much higher, but then also making sure that the watch time increases. Yes. And gets better and stronger. And so basically, you can't lie to the viewer. You have to have something that's really engaging, but so yeah. that's also going to make it so they're going to watch the entire video. Exactly. So, so basically, when you got the tools to be able to analyze, well, I mean, Quobocop did, but basically yeah. showed showed you, mm -hmm. hey, this is the correlation between this, and you're like, okay, this is this is gonna be big. What was your first thought? Like, what video did you want to make? Because ultimately, you had ideas, and you're like, yeah. wait a minute, did that change your process of creation? No, I feel like I've always been a creative creative person. Well, it obviously did change it. But one thing I feel like that is never really stated is I feel like I've been pretty creative from the start because like the time capsule things to this day, I've still never seen anyone do that. Right. Schedule right. videos for two, five, 10, 60 years in the future. That did one did you do 60 years? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I did. <laughs> oh, wow. along the way. Yeah. But like that and um, there's so many different things I did along the way, like counting to 100,000 or um, I mean, I, I'm drawing a blank, but like everything I did from the beginning, I always tried to be different. So once I just found out about click through it, it was just, you know, making the thumbnails a little more brighter and, you know, obviously just learning things here and there and then just adjusting as we went. How often does YouTube reach out to you to get insight? Uh, not much, <laughs> never really. Oh, that's I, crazy. I, I talked to them one time, um, you know, because sometimes they take YouTubers through tours and I talked to them and I think they were pretty blown away by what I knew. But besides that, nothing really. Wow, that that's a huge miss from that platform. Especially well, with like, I mean, how much you can gain. But but, they, but to, the, to to their defense, though, mm -hmm. I mean, creators, they know how this works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they don't need me to tell them how their algorithm oh, works. Oh, but <laughs> this is the thing, though. I mean, they, they definitely need to be listening to a customer and, and, oh, and getting I, as I much insight that. as well, possible. Well, they they do from the yeah, customer. they do yeah. like. Yeah. I sometimes I feel like they listen to the wrong creators. Exactly. That's just that's just what what I feel. And, and there's uh, certain people that have their agendas, and you know they want to accomplish that. Well, there's definitely that. an anomaly here, though. I mean, and whenever there's an anomaly where there's like one creator that's just exploding, like you're exploding. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, there's this there's a lot of data insight that needs to be gathered on like what's going through the mind of that specific creator. I mean, personally, I think YouTube could do, be doing a much better job in connecting with the content creators across the board and scaling that, creating a better structure for Let, it. And yeah. Let's just put it this way. Yeah. He just barely got his partner manager. Barely. <laughs> well, like a year ago. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, we had no plan of talking about this. Yes. <laughs> so, that's I mean, amazing. To be honest, I wasn't always the cleanest. I used to be a little bit more edgier. So yeah, I didn't, okay. For the longest time, I didn't have a partner manager. I mean my ad rates were horrible. Like my first billion views would make you cry, literally. Um, and back then- I'll have to go back and watch now. Yeah. No, you don't. Well, they, I mean, they're, they're deleted now. I mean, it's, it's really not that, that bad. It's more like cursing, like yeah. for the bulk of it. Like we would swear a lot, which, you know, uh -huh. a lot, a lot. So, um, and my mom always didn't like that. So I think I'm more stuck because of my mom and it's just having our ad rates increased too. <laughs> but- um, so Listening to mom really helped. Yes, it, it actually did. But yeah. Um, not, there wasn't really much support until, or I mean, there's not much support needed at really, but yeah. Now well, I in a way, it's it's probably nice to be able to just 
do it on your own and like make stuff happen and innovate on your own and yeah, but out. but having the support is is needed because yeah. I mean you are dealing with stuff like copyright claims exactly. and everything that I mean, could have I, been resolved very easily yeah. if you had a partner manager. I, well, I mean it was at the end of the day it is my fault. A lot of the ones that were we just sang a song for like three seconds like that was dumb and I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to that at a time where I had no money and, and I was literally edit it out. I was living yeah. paycheck to paycheck on that mm. and like I was barely paying my employees at the time. Um, and I was like, all right, like we had a loan on standby at all times, but, uh, yeah, so that really sucked at that point. Um, so, and then going through a different direction, um, you are so excited to be able to work with brands yes. and, and what, 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 what gave you that bug to just, you know, be really excited to collaborate with brands and have them help empower your content? Well, I mean, I, I just want to make a win-win for everyone. Like if they give me money, I will give it all away if that's what they want. Usually I want to do it. They don't even have to tell me. Mm -hmm. And then it makes them look good. I get a video and whoever I give the money to is happy. So I, I just think I've found a way where everyone wins. And it's just like, to me, it makes sense. You know, it's awesome. Who, what, do you remember the first brand? Uh, oh yeah, of course it, it was quid. They, they offered me five grand and I said, double it. And I'll go give it to a homeless person. They're like, no, you won't. People fake that. I was like, I promise. And then they gave me 10 <laughs> grand. And I literally, right when I got it, withdrew it. I went outside and gave it to a homeless person. Um, but now that is a little reckless and he's fine, but just giving money to people on the streets isn't the best idea. So now we, when we do stuff with homeless people, like we spend a hundred grand on supplies and took it to random shelters and things like that. Um, but at the time, no, I had you, no idea. You bought a complete store. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you went and gave it to And the then we also did that too. But before that, we just bought like half of a Sam's Club. Yeah, and yeah. then we bought an entire store. Yeah. But I mean, I just like working with brands because I feel like it's a win-win. And mm -hmm. I, like the videos as of right now are popping and get a lot of views. So I just like, we all win. Why not? You know? That's awesome. So oh, go ahead. Oh, did you have another brand thing? Because that's your thing. You, you, know, you want to write, you, you write me network. a check? I mean, I'm here. I would love to. Okay. I don't know if I made it clear, but like a brand deal would be cool. I, I could use some help. Over uh, here. Is there any like specific brand deal that I mean you can think of that really just like um, um, got a really positive response from your audience? Uh, almost all of them. I mean, I've never had a negative response, but uh, Honey is a good one. People, mm -hmm. it's just kind of been like a meme because we've been sponsored by them so much. They bought some videos in bulk and just the viewers are like, hey, it's Honey, the the thing Beast promotes. But also the first one was Quid. I did, I think, 10 videos with them because, mm -hmm. and every video they paid me more for the most part because every time I was like, I would do it and it'd go super viral and I'd be like, okay. And like they would get a lot of downloads and they'd be happy. I'd be like, cool, can I get a little more money? And then we just did that. And <laughs> and so we really just kind of grew together because the installs kept going up and the videos kept going more viral. And it was mm -hmm. a win-win for both of us. Um, out of all the videos that you've done, is there one that sticks out that was the most memorable? No, I mean, they're all no. like super memorable. I, I know I hate to be that guy, but yeah. like, I mean. He's, he's that guy. Yeah, like, well, I mean, buying. An <laughs> I love all my work. Buy, well, just... buying an entire store and giving it to homeless shelter was cool, but so was giving away cars and like, so is spending 24 hours in the desert with my boys. Like they, they all hit different feelings for me, but they all like mean a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. That's great. So you have a couple of projects that's coming up that is like super, super exciting. One yeah. that's about to happen. Yeah, uh, actually when this goes up, it will have already happened, but um, yeah, we're, we're trying to plant 20 million trees by the end of the year, which basically- <laughs> That's amazing. We, we partner with the Arbor Day Foundation. They are you know pros at planting trees. They planted hundreds of millions. For every dollar we raise, uh, me and like other influencers, they're gonna put a tree in the ground, so. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. that's amazing. So 
where did the idea come from? I mean, what's the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this your idea that you thought or how did this all? So, fit? I mean, just to put it plainly, when I hit 20 million, well, actually a little backstory. Every time I hit a million milestone, like 3 million subscribers, I gave my 3 million subscriber 3 million pennies. When I hit 4 million subscribers, I gave my 4 million subscriber <laughs> Where did you million. get 3 million pennies that, first of all? Well, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to, well, so for the 3 million pennies. When I hit, let's talk about logistics. Well, yeah, well, okay, if you really want to know, when I hit 3 million subscribers, I wanted to give him 3 million pennies. So you can't just get 3 million pennies. We right. called the treasury, the whatever, we couldn't get it. So then I had to buy it off of eBay, which 3 million pennies is $3,000. But off of eBay, that's a 50% markup. So it's actually $45,000. And then we had to rent a bunch of 18 wheelers because that's like 10, uh, like 10,000 pounds or something. So then that was a lot of money. And then we had to load them up with a forklift we had to get. <laughs> and then we had to drive it super far away to the guy's house. And then we had to get a forklift there to dump it off. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Because at 3 million subscribers, $50,000 on a video was like insane. Like, because that, by the way, that video literally only made five grand. So, my, <laughs> so like, you're like, okay. <laughs> it, well, everyone thought it was crazy. And for good, because like, like I was saying earlier, my ad rates back then were, were pretty terrible. So everyone thought I was crazy. I was like, trust me, I think this will just get like 100 million views. Just let me do it. And I think it only got like five at the time. But So, so you have these milestone uh, videos. Yes. And yeah. then your your audience gets used to these milestones. Exactly. Five million. I gave my five million subscriber five million piece of popcorn. Da, da, da. We did it. So then when I hit 20 million subscribers, I didn't do anything. We were going to do like Skittles, but like it fell through. And I was like, oh, I, can't, I guess I can't do it. And then my fans were like, plant 20 million trees. I was like, uh. I can't really do that. They're like, we want 20 million trees. <laughs> no, you, you literally have like a subreddit that that's all yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah, it went viral on Reddit and Twitter and people were just like, beast, plant 20 million trees. I was like, that's not possible. They're like, do it. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> calm down. Just give me some months. And so that's when I started um, just, I mean, it's a long you know, explanation, but basically we, we just brainstormed it out for a while and we figured like, it's just genuinely not possible for me to do it. So then I got a bunch of creators together and partnered with Arbor Day. And Let's get to this specifics because I think there's something that uh, both creators and brands can learn by mm -hmm. this process because yeah. this is a massive undertaking. This is yeah. going to take a lot of manpower and uh, money to actually pull off. Yes. And the idea came and you're like, okay, you saw it from Reddit and you says, this is not feasible. You already did the, the research. Yeah. What was the next step? Like, how did you get it so that you're actually going well, to Well, actually this? the first thing we were like, okay, well then we'll just tell our subscribers to uh, plant trees. And that's what I ran with for a few months is I was like, we, I was gonna drop this video, encourage them to just go get seeds and plant it. But then once I did research, I realized it could be an invasive species and planting trees could actually do more harm than good right. if you don't plant right. them right. So I was like, oh. So then we went back to the drawing board. I started talking to Mark Rover, who did a lot of help. He is brilliant. Yeah, he's a really way. great guy. Yeah. He's really humble and everything too. And I really enjoyed working with them. So then we started talking, we slowly figured out like the only way we could make this happen is partnering with an organization. And then we're like, well, I mean, as much as we want to plant trees, and I even went out and planted a few thousand trees, it's just not possible. So then we're just like, we'll raise money and let the pros do what the pros do best. And so then we got a bunch of creators together. And hopefully when you see this, we've raised $20 million. <laughs> um, and by the end of the year, all 20 million trees are going to be planted? No. So okay. the goal is to raise the money by the end of the year, and okay. then they're going to plant them next so year. So 2020, okay, they're going to spend the yeah. whole year. Oh, but oh, technically, nice, you nice. could use some mandates because they're planting trees year-round. So you could oh, say, And where are they planting them? Uh, uh, that you'll have to reach out to them. Okay. I, I let them handle it. I have just been told they're putting trees in the ground. Every dollar a tree goes in the ground and I have that guaranteed. And I'm like, okay, that's what I need to know. That's awesome. So, so I think 
what to learn from this. And I think this is something all of us like it, to really do something this disruptive. Cause this is, I mean, yeah. it, to raise $20 million. Hopefully you know, we'll see. Well, we'll see if it works, <laughs> yeah. but to, to raise that. And then also, you know, to get people to want to do it with you, you mm -hmm. know, is, is a big deal. And you're working with the brands. You have YouTube that's, you know, helping you in yeah, a lot Discovery's of different ways. Yeah, part of it too. And then you're doing a, uh, you're, there's going to actually be a donate button that they can actually pay right on YouTube. So yeah. there's a lot of logistical things. And like, how does this all work? I mean, I mean, seriously, yeah. like, like, who do you reach out to when you're like, okay, I got this great idea. Me and Mark, we want to do this. How do you make it to well, the next step? Well, for this one, I've been brute forcing a lot of it myself. We've had uh, multiple hour long phone calls a couple times a week for months now. And then we just hired a organizer, uh, Matt, to just do all the behind the scenes and like reach out to brands for us. But for the most part, it's me and Mark. <laughs> we, we put way, or I don't want to say too much, but we put a lot of time into this more than I should have um, because that's why a lot of my uploads have been lacking recently because I've just been going so hard on this. Yeah, but this is pretty ambitious. I think this is by far the most ambitious no, thing No, and, and it's going to do good too. And also, I mean, yes, like it's good for the planet, but another thing is I just want to change the stigma of how YouTubers are perceived. You know, we still are seen as, you know, big controversies. I'm not going to name a controversy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's how we're seeing <laughs> uh, a lot of, a very few controversies. And I feel like even though like a lot of creators do do good, I, I think if we all band together and do good together, it might make a little more make noise. More impact. Yeah. yeah. And then yep. I just, so it's, yeah, I want to help the planet. And I also just want to change the way we're perceived because a lot of YouTubers do like lots of charity stuff, but like, where do you see that reported? You yeah. Know? But that same person like does one slip up, you know, obviously not even intentional, but that's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But if they raise a few hundred grand for charity, no one cares, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, why is that? I, mean, why, why, I think why? we all know why. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. Why, why is the negativity getting much bigger splashes than the positive? Are you, do you not go up yeah. online? I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I know it's happening. <laughs> we but, all but, fall for it. I mean, it's just yeah, more I mean, it, Do you think there's other like media companies that see it as competition and they, they, they want to paint an ugly picture? I mean, I mean, uh, this is where I can't talk. Uh, you guys let me know in this conversation. There's obviously some, no, there's, there's always something you guys going are on, on the same page with something. That I have no idea what's going on. Okay, well. But I, I, I think the big thing is this, it's like when, whenever they can create drama, they're going to create drama mm -hmm. because that's, what get more clicks exactly. and more eyeballs. And that's where it's at. And really, realistically at the end of the day, and this is something that we can talk about a little bit, but fake news. Like there's a lot of fake news that are out there. And like, yeah. you even have presidential candidates that are putting out fake news just to prove a point. And I think, you know, that right there is, is a huge problem. And I think there's a lot of spillover mm -hmm. when, when someone does something as a YouTuber and they just kind of blow it completely out of proportion. Then there's other exactly. YouTubers that just do it themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. um, I no. remember there are a couple, I'm not going to mention the name of the sites, but there were these small specialized sites specifically for the YouTube you know, community. And they'd say something really controversial about a specific um, YouTuber or creator. And even though they had no traffic, um, there'd yeah. still be creators that like freak out about it and talk about it and then make that site very relevant. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that site became a, a very popular site later on. So, so like my, but my whole thing is like, I'm, I'm still kind of confused. I mean, I guess basically what's happening, there's probably a lot of different like media outlets and different news sites that probably just want to increase their CPMs and get more traffic 
And then they're using it's, exactly. it's all about the eyeballs. It yeah. always yeah. has been, always will be. many people it's on just, their site and make some clickbait stuff. If writing an article about someone raising $100,000 for charity like got more clicks than drama, they would do it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just, it's capitalism. They're just doing, you know, what keeps the business afloat, you know? Even if they're creating the, the fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. That's frustrating. Let, let's but anyways, on. that's not me. I'm a golden boy. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let's definitely move on because it's a very depressing subject. Yes. I'm whatsoever. not allowed to give input. I'm controversial free. Give me your brand money. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, we, you know, you mentioned how you got to take all platforms seriously. Um, do you ever see yourself, you know, getting involved with a, like a web, like like a, a streaming platform, like an Amazon Prime or like a or like a Netflix. Or do you feel yeah. like that's something that's just gonna be too distracting on what you're doing really well? Well, it's hard because of the nature of my videos. But I mean, money is what fuels a lot of what I do. And if enough money's there, I'll do what I have to so I can keep going bigger and better and keep helping people. So that's, that's really it. You know, like if I could spend a million dollars a video, I mean, I would. Yeah. Just depends what offers present themselves, but for the most part, as of right now, all I want to do is YouTube. I yeah. just want to focus on it. I don't want to do anything else, and I just want to make the best videos possible. And every dollar I make, I just want to put back in and just yeah. keep doing that as well, long as possible. Has YouTube approached you to do anything on their paid pr- platform or any? We, we were gonna series? do like a YouTube original, but it kind of fell through. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll be in YouTube Rewind this year. We'll see. <laughs> I wasn't in. You better. Yeah. Have you ever been in Rewind? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 like that's I said, a, they're, that's they're, a totally they're, other issue. <laughs> but to be no, fair, it's super relevant. Last year's was the most disliked. So yeah, uh, maybe I got lucky. I wasn't asked. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about business side because I mean mm-hmm. you have you have uh, you're working with a lot of brands. Mm-hmm. You're you have a massive team. I I've been out there a couple yeah. times and you got people running all over the place buying all this stuff. Yeah. I mean trying to collect. Because I just genuinely can't do it on my own. Yeah, like these for are sure. these are big, literally like mini movie logistical nightmares. And if I did it on my own, I would only upload you know once every three months. Yeah, like, so, yeah. So they keep going. So you have a lot that's going on business wise, but you, you, I know just having a relationship with you, and we, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're friends. Yeah, I, we I would talk. say we're friends. Well, well we, we talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. But <laughs> what gets you excited about business, like? You have the the video side and making yeah. money, and I and I totally get that. But from all the other stuff that you have to do, what what actually gets you excited about business? Yeah, itself? this is where it's hard because I don't have concrete answers when it comes to like my reasoning for anything. But I would say the biggest thing is just I want to be the best at YouTube. Like that's really it. I for whatever reason, when I made my first video, from then on out, I was obsessed, and yeah. I just can't stop. I just I can't. I take a day off, and I feel like. I'm a waste of space, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I naturally got into the business side just so I could scale up my channel and go bigger because I just constantly wanted to do bigger videos. But it was because I hit a point where the videos were getting bigger, but the uploads were going down. And I was yeah. like, if I kept continuing, I was going to upload once a year. So I was like, I had to do something. And that's where I just started hiring people. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know any legal stuff. I just went to all my friends. I was like, you want a job? And then every month after that, I brought on a new employee and I did that for two years. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, what I was impressed with is that y- you actually have a couple people that are extremely key yes, yes. there. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I go talk with a lot of YouTubers, it's like the YouTubers doing it. They might have some people that's there yeah. and, and there's kind of a disconnect. But I actually met your cousin. And I, I was like blown away, first off, <laughs> yeah. that he was even related to you. <laughs> I know. I know. 
but he, I, I met him in Texas as well, yes, right? Oh, uh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, just just an amazing guy. And then your mom is like handling All things in, too. Yeah. It's just like crazy. How is it to work the fine, you know, the family dynamics? I mean, here yeah. you are. You're the one that is yeah, in charge, but yet they're they're picking up the slack. It's a lot. I mean, there's been lots of fights, especially now that money isn't as you know because we're bigger. Even though we still keep the margins razor thin, like we can slow down at any point if we needed to. But back when I was like going all in every month and like we didn't know if we were going to be screwed, there it was a lot. It was very emotional. There's a lot of fights and. Yeah, it was. They're like, but taxes, Jimmy, taxes. Well, it, was, it was like, you know, I wanted to, videos are always more expensive than they seem. Like, oh, I just want to get my 3 million subscriber, uh, 3 million pennies, like I was talking about before. It's like, oh, that's only 30 grand. But as you start getting 18 wheelers and the videos progress, they always got more expensive. Right. To the point where I was just like depleting. Like, we were like, all right, don't spend more than this. And then I would spend way over it all the time. And we would just, my mom would be like, all right, next month, can you leave more than like a hundred bucks after we pay? <laughs> you know, cause like we would make a hundred grand and then I would just spend a hundred and one grand. And like, we just, just spend more than I make, you right. know? Um, and so it's, it's very stressful, especially, but now that things are a lot better, I'm, I just bought my mom a summer home and I'm like, go, go have fun. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. yeah. So, that's and that's great. what I always told her is I just needed them for like two to three or I still use my cousin. I'm always going to use them. But for my yeah, mom, yeah. I just needed her for a few years. Cause I, I couldn't trust anyone else with like my books and stuff like that. But now I'm like, go have fun. This is all I needed. Like now I want to spoil you. you know? Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. It's good to have those checks and balances along exactly. the way. Cause I mean, you could have self-destructed in some ways, maybe if you didn't. Have oh, all so many support. times. There's oh, so many times I could have spiraled down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's so many times. There's just no way. That's why I have a hard time seeing another version of me popping up. Because I mean, just uh, there's. I mean, I was getting by by the skin of my teeth every step of the way. To be honest, I was. I was a little crazy. Yeah. Huh. There's another world where it didn't work out, and I'm just like poor. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's really successful is always a little crazy. Yeah, uh, a little half nuts. That's how yeah. It was yeah, but every, like when I wanted to drop out of college and I didn't have that much money, I was crazy. When I wanted to spend ten thousand dollars, when I got ten grand for a brand deal and then gave it away, I was insane. When I mean, like when I got my first big YouTube paycheck and then spent it all in a week, I was on content. I was crazy. But the one thing I've never done is not spend the money on YouTube content. So I, mm -hmm. I've always felt like that's the same thing to do. But and that's, reinvesting, yeah, yeah, and that's where I before me, I feel like reinvesting YouTube content was. Kind of looked at negatively because all along the way people thought I was crazy. Every, uh, literally up until recently, even now they're like, "Why do you still spend millions of dollars on videos?" I'm like, "Because I want to keep growing. Like, why not? You know?" Um, well, it's smart. I mean, you're looking at a long term rather than the exactly. short term. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what. But see, I had so many conversations with people like that uh, earlier on, and so many people like used to react to like videos, you know. Um, and they would make fun of me because I put in so much effort back then. And I'd be like, well, people will recognize what I'm doing and it will pick up. <laughs> but back then, like, people literally used to pull like triple the views I pull with like one one hundredth the effort. And they would make fun of me and be like, you'll never pass me and you try so hard. And then when I finally did figure out what I was doing and like people started to really resonate and the content took off, they're like, oh, and now a lot of them <laughs> do similar stuff to what I do. Do you ever see yourself having dozens of channels? Yes, definitely. They're all like, like where you have like your own like network. Well, I already have like two, my brothers that mm -hmm. I'm mostly running. And then we have a life hack one. Uh, I, so that's where it's hard because I'm in North Carolina and I can't found, find like really solid talent. But if I, if I had a good talent of people or a good pool of people, I would have like 10, 20, honestly. Already. Like, well, it's, it's cause I just need help managing them. I mm -hmm. know exactly how to make a channel successful. I just need people who I can download, have them sign a non-compete and then just run it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But. As of right now, I don't really have those type of people in North Carolina. 
I, I think when you get to the point where you have like 10 or like over a dozen channels, that's when, you know, your creativity is going to be so exhausted. No, it, it or you're going to be me. happy with <laughs> monitoring profit. No, I, hey, wait. <laughs> You don't know him very well. Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't do it on my own. Like, you yeah. you bring on partners and, and have people who are good at certain things help, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm sitting there overseeing everything, that'd be insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, of, of course. So let's, let's, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the algorithm a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be a fun conversation. And there, there's a lot of controversy right now dealing mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, Copa and the FTC and kids content yes. and, you know, yeah. suggestion. Um, where do you see YouTube going with just the algorithm itself? I mean, it's done a pretty dang good job yeah. at defining what people want to watch and serving that content. Well, that, there's a lot there, but in terms of like people who make content like me, um, I don't know. Cause obviously like kids channels are getting hit and like God only knows what's going to happen there. But yeah, for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. If someone clicks and watches a video, they get more of it. Like, I know there's tons of data points, and you can make right. it complex. But what would they change to? You know, I've 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 read a little bit about quality watch time, but even then, I don't I don't know how they're gonna do that without a ton of manual reviews. And it's stuff. gonna have a ton of manual reviews. Yeah, and I, I don't know who's gonna be reviewing exactly. The so so I mean, besides that, I don't see how or why they would even change it. Like, it clearly works. Well, uh, apparently when, when you're looking at it and there's a lot of, um, you know, rustling going on with the FTC mm-hmm. is yeah. like, you can't track even to suggest videos to kids Yeah, that does have a spillover effect because the way that they're talking right now, and I was just actually on the phone uh, today mm-hmm. with an attorney that was dealing with the attorneys with the FTC Boy. and it was really bad. Like, cause ultimately it's not what, if it was intended for the kids, but what, the kids gravitate towards, mm-hmm. you know, that content that's there. Mm-hmm. And then two, if you turn off suggestions, we, we, if most people don't know this, like 70% of all YouTube views, almost to 75% is YouTube recommending the videos for them to watch. Are I mean, you talking about unsuggested or homepage and suggested? We're talking homepage and suggested. Yeah. So okay. that's like of all the views Wait, that happen. that little? It, I at, thought it would be like 90%. No, 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 no. Like out of all the, the views that happen every day, mm-hmm. that's where it is. Like for YouTube recommendation, it's, it's close to 75%. So the other 25 is external and subscription? And, and search. Okay. And search. Oh, Because gotcha, it, gotcha. it is gotcha. a search okay. engine. That's true. Right. But anyway, so, uh, you know, it was on the phone with this attorney and he says, well, look, um, they're looking to any content that kids would gravitate to. They're going to basically, you know, hammer as mm-hmm. well. That's a pretty big deal. So what I'm saying is, and this is where I'm getting at, is like when when YouTube is forced by a, a government agency that doesn't necessarily understand yeah. what it means to be on YouTube and a, a creator and the algorithm and how it works mm-hmm. and that that legislation and is going to come in, that could have a massive well, of, ripple effect. Of, of course. Um, that's where... I would be more knowledgeable if it would directly affected me. I mean, I'm sure it's like a small percentage of my viewers are kids, but yeah. I don't think it would be too detrimental to me. But I do know like obviously like Chad Wildclay and people who are like borderline young teens right, right. and kids. I mean, yes, that could potentially wipe them out. I mean, I'd be terrified. So so let's just talk it from a brand's perspective, because yeah. I mean, you handle a lot of brand accounts and, you know, do all the fun stuff from there. I mean, if brands are like, if they if they're if they can't buy targeted ads and they can't do integrated brand deals, which that's looking to be the case. Yeah. Wait, um, they they don't want those. Oh either? yeah, it's it's like wow. crazy. Any form crazy. of advertising. Any form of advertising. For anyone under thirteen. Is that brand gonna 
spend um, more money with another creator. And then two, like mm -hmm. is, is kids are gonna now gravitate since they can't get the content that they've been used to getting, are they gonna gravitate to other content that would actually get a slap? Yeah, I, I think brands are gonna focus on whatever is right and, and they're gonna follow the law you know, to the T. And, 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 and so, um, but to me what's interesting is um, the lack of effort um, to target um, people that are 40 plus or 30 plus. Because if you really look at it, if you look at all the children content that's been out there, and this is something where I was, you know, I was surprised when, you know, average, I mean, the adpocalypse was happening. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that this never surfaced. The issue with all the children's content that was out there is you would see a lot of um, advertisements that are targeting senior citizens or, you know, Rogaine. I wonder and, why. You know, <laughs> and, and, and the reason why is because these children were they, using um, people that had 40 plus or a 30 plus um, 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 age. I mean, I mean, they accounts they just basically device sharing. Yeah, they, they, they'd use. Yeah, it'd yeah. be device sharing to be using either their grandparents or their parents. Um, devices ipad nanny you've yeah. never done that have you <laughs> never never i mean that makes <laughs> my, sense <laughs> my kids don't get it just Vampirina. watch my, <laughs> my ipod especially like the younger iPhone. ones they don't even have iphones so like yeah. the only way they can use youtube is through their parents phone so, so it was interesting to me is like the controversy is you know were these media agencies and were these brands you know realizing that children were watching their content yeah a big chunk of the views that they probably got on on a lot of those ads that where they're trying to target women 30 plus or and men 40 I, plus. All, all I have to say though, this, in front this, of children. this is all I gotta say, is they were lazy. That's yes. it. No, because I've bought ads as long as Google ads For have been sure. there. And, I, I and it's just like all you gotta- The argument is probably true around like, adpocalypse Are they gonna just well. basically do yeah. the whole thing or are you gonna be very segmented on it? And right. that's, you can do negative targeting, you can do positive 100%. targeting. 100%. And they just got lazy, so yeah. it's their own so, fault. So, so, I, <laughs> so I guess, you know, like probably toy companies probably have to be the most careful yeah. in what they're doing. Cause I think, you know, that's, that's, you know, even though the toy reviewer, you know, is gonna be talking about toys anyways, if it's sponsored, that might be an area where it's a little, a little gray. Of, of a gray area. However, brands overall, I think, um, too many of them were targeting the children without knowing that they're targeting the children. So I, they I guess they're targeting an I, older demographic. I, yeah. I guess, to, to, and that's why the children's content was the highest monetized content out of everyone. There are so many people making. Wait, is so that much a money. fact? It was the highest monetized. Well, it, it, it's a lot of it's these. Really it's really high, high, yeah. very high CPMs uh, really? when, when it came to AdSense. And so, to me, that was what was very controversial: is that there are all these ad agencies spending millions and millions of dollars to babies. Yeah. So I, I think my biggest thing, and I, I think just kind of to pivot back to your yep. situation, and because since you're a guest here on this, but it's like, um, look. You know, there are a lot of people in government that will make regulations of what we can and can't do on, yeah. on YouTube. And, you know, that can cause a, a crossover effect. But when what can YouTube do from your perspective to improve content like from the algorithm side or, you know, like if they were watching this, which I hope they are. Yeah. Um, you know, what what advice would you give them to improve? Yeah. So YouTube just to improve the algorithm. You yeah. Know. Or tools that, that yeah. they give creators. Um. I mean, they do a pretty good job of giving everything you need. So I I feel like it's more in the education side on how to use it, um, like the pop-ups. I mean, yeah. literally, you could just like 
you really wanted to explain it. You could just make it where it automatically graphs their the videos. Like, well, but they basically do it now. When you open Creator Studio, it says the the retention there. Exactly. And everyone almost has a real-time CTR. Like, it, they kind of just shove it in your face and people just refuse to really, like, dive into it. They get scared. They're like, oh, data frustrates well, yeah, me. Yeah, they, they feel overwhelmed at times. Exactly. I think, overwhelmed is I, a good I, word. I think the only thing that I would like to see, like, we, we can see the acquisition stage, but I think the churn, like, when people yeah, are exactly. not, like, I'd r rather have more Well, and if, if we were going to do that, yes, I would like to see that, and I'd like to be able to see session time, like, where, yeah. where they go after my video, and because that's yeah. very valuable. I, I think that's the golden keys of the kingdom, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, it's just like, if they it, gave us that, then I would like, be like, all right, you can just related stop. videos. It yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean, okay, if we're getting that, like, yeah, well, small, yeah, I, I mean, I would like to see which channels I have the highest sub overlap with, and like, you know, I mean, they do show us which videos they watch, um, you know, through suggest off of it, but. I don't know. I just like more be able to, to compare my audience to other audiences too, because that would allow me to like study. Like if so, someone has a high overlap, I could study, you know, what we do similar and take notes from them and things like that. And then just session time in general. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think they've done an excellent job yeah, with the tools that we, they really that have. we have. I think um, there's a couple big things. I know that they're getting ready to sunset the classic mode. That's going to make Ooh. a lot of creators really, really <laughs> yeah. mad. But but seriously, if they could put a little bit more manpower, because like handling two systems, you know, yeah. you know, it's just almost impossible. It's about that. time to get it. Um, there's a, a few things that I mean, it just takes time to get used to a new one. But everything's there for the most yeah. part. I remember they didn't have relative retention. Oh, that was. I, I was <laughs> like, whoa, 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 someone. Like, <laughs> like for me, it was groups. I was like, okay, like I don't know who's thinking about this, but this is like one of the most important things. Yeah. Like, why would you want to group videos together? I'm like. I got a structured data. This is all unstructured. <laughs> we gotta... fair, I was one of those people too until Daryl grouped my videos by, um, he grouped them by like what I did. So he took the 24 hour challenge videos, sure. the videos where I give away money and put them in groups. And we saw, we looked at like the view to sub conversion on all of them and like videos where I give away money was astronomically higher. Like the amount of people that sub per view than like- if It I was like five oh, times the amount. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and if my goal is to like grow subscriber wise, I, I know how. And there's a couple other things too, by just grouping them, I could see like you just per view how they increase certain numbers. So, yeah, so you have certain videos that are better for building your subscribers than others that are better for views. Uh, well, um, actually the ones that build subscribers actually get a lot of views too. So yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand. I okay, just had never cool. noticed. He's just like, every video I put out is going to get me subscribers. That's all I care about. Just let's make it the Yeah, best. and then he showed me it. So. Well, what about YouTube Premium? Um, you know, there, I've, I've heard that you know, there's, a tr there's a pattern where different creators are starting to see a lot more of their revenue coming from Premium. I mean, I could just tell you right now if you you guys sure. Talk okay, let, let's talk so while let's, he's let's pulling talk. it up. What about with your ten channels, Daryl? <laughs> um, so it's ten now. I it, no, it's no, like se five, seven, right? Oh, seven. It's seven. Okay, but no. The the thing is, it's this. It's like it depends on your audience. Like if you're in the tech world, absolutely premium. It's, a, it's, is a, be it's there. much higher. One hundred percent. Basically, an older if, audience. If you're right? in a younger demographic, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Unless you're on mom and dad's shared account, because you can have multiple accounts that's connected to, mm -hmm. to YouTube Premium. But I, I just. I see it slowly adopting, but there's not a lot of benefit outside of just no ads. There's you can't see on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, YouTube. That's a fix. Let us see that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just threw my phone on the ground out of rage. <laughs> That'd be like the third phone this week. But yeah, <laughs> literally. So, so you know, you know, I've heard I've heard the same thing about tech channels or education channels. Anything that's early adopters, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, th that seems to be where there's there are. 
influencers that are making much more money now. I've heard up to 50% oh, from YouTube Premium. Wow. Don't yeah. put that number in many people's heads because that's <laughs> nowhere near for me. Mine's like a, like a few percents, if a that. A few percent? Yeah. Are you up not. to like 10%? No. No, it's oh, nowhere okay. near that. No. Yeah, yeah. It, wow. and his is a younger demographic too. So it's right. like no, mine's older. older. I only twenty year olds no, watch me. So so now, now you guys need to be getting together and figure out how do you increase your YouTube premium. Well, I mean, a, the join well, button would be it, way better. No, yeah. I mean he's he's doing okay. Some people preferred now, so he's yeah. he's okay. Literally for a few days. I don't <laughs> like know. For five how years. how long have you been Google preferred? I literally just got on it. So oh wow, yeah. Congrats. I mean, I mean, well, I already pulled billions of views. I could have used it a long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, let's let's transition. Uh, we asked all our guests this. It's just really important, though. It's like, where do you see the industry going? I mean, yeah. in the next couple of years, like from your perspective, we can solely focus on YouTube if you want, or just kind of the industry in general. Well, I like focusing on YouTube because that's just what I, I yeah. love. I I honestly see it just being top dog for a really long time. Even if someone came along, the catalog and the algorithm and everything is just so fine tune and just the catalog is so massive. Like how would anyone even overtake them within whatever the next five years, you know? So I just see YouTube sitting on top and people. I, who I, I think it. someone did, I can't remember who did this, but I was seeing it. They did is like 2.1 billion video views. Yeah. Cause they, videos. They, they searched the URL thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I, I see it just sitting there at least in the short term and for the people who know how it works and really just, figure out how to scale up and print, you know, get content. Cause I don't see the algorithm changing much either. You know, it's not like they're going to shift from like click through rate to colors of the thumbnail or something. I don't even know what other data point they would use. Do, so. do you, but do you think that other platforms like TikTok? like I'm really interested in TikTok. I am too. And, and it, it seems to take more of my time because you only have so much time that you can watch. Yeah. Do you, do you see a big shift happening to that? Well, type no matter of what, though, like even TikTok, right? Like YouTube, you want to go watch a live stream, right? Like I watch esports. I'm like, right. that's not live streamed on TikTok. You want to figure out how to fix a car? That's not on TikTok. <laughs> well, I'm serious. So, and then once you search that, you know, you're going to go watch other videos afterwards and you're going to find creators you like and you're going to be hooked. Like YouTube, as of right now, nothing's stopping it. You know, anytime you have a question and you need a video, you go to YouTube or you Google it and it pops up first. Well, because for it works as a search engine. Yeah, yeah, well, and I think the partnership with Google is what makes it, you know, basically unstoppable at the moment because whenever you Google something, YouTube comes up. So sure, use TikTok, but you're gonna Google something eventually, you're gonna need to see something. And then after that on YouTube, you're gonna watch other creators and then you're gonna start using it again. It's just, you know what I mean? There's there's, there's more no. of a rabbit hole effect. Exactly, yeah. 100%, an ethical rabbit hole too. And yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good rabbit hole, so, for sure. That, that's how I feel about it. And so I'm really excited. I think like the next three to five years are They have insane. an advantage because they have more data out there. Oh, absolutely. They have more content. No one can really compete. I mean, there's more than that. Like Android yeah. phones, like the software is cheaper if you get YouTube yep. on it, like mm -hmm. Google. like. It's like, it's just not even, well, I don't want to say not fair, but it's just like, no one can compete with We them. don't need government regulations yeah. on that. We don't need government. <laughs> it is fair. It is Amazon and other companies have lots of money. They could do it. They just don't want it. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. I well, mean. well uh, and I think, you know, one thing that is going to continue to happen is consumers, they want to watch content as quickly as possible. Yes. And, and they don't want to be disrupted um, in, in the process. And, and so a lot of, you know, people are talking about that there's all these streaming platforms we've talked how we've talked about how there's yeah, going to be crazy. micro platforms micro you know <laughs> versions of netflix you know around comedy or about around yeah. horror films or other things but really what it comes down to 
YouTube is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And if there's going to be a place where it's going to be the one-stop shop, I think it's going to be after YouTube acquires a Netflix or one of these huge streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually very possible to happen. Uh, I don't think it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense. So where I don't think it makes sense, I do think it makes sense for them to do an acquisition and a time together. I think there's a lot of exciting stuff that could happen. I there. don't think the government will even allow that. That's what I was about. I, was thinking, like, I don't think no. the government is thinking about entertainment like this. What are you I, talking yeah, about, I, man? I, I really don't. Break, I, I agree with Facebook you. Right now. It, it's, 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 if, 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 if YouTube were to acquire you, Netflix, I don't think there's going to be a huge hearing What are you that. talking about? Well, so, going so you, they can't this acquire, is not like AT&T merging yeah, but, Verizon. Yeah, but they can't acquire Twitch, but they can acquire Netflix? Like... I well, mean, well. I mean, did they ever want to? I mean, were, did they try to acquire Twitch ever? Yeah, yeah. They did. The, the, they, they, they they government it. stop it. Yeah, yeah. They, they wouldn't sell to. Wait, 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 wait. The that's how that's how Amazon got it, and they got it cheaper because Google was because the out. government got involved. They, Is that really the case? Yeah, it was going to drag it out the process. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like, well, I think there's going to be some form of acquisition because look, YouTube doesn't need to do what Amazon and what Netflix and what Hulu is doing. They're already ahead when it comes to demand, con you know, watching content on demand. There's a lot more content there, and there's a much bigger variety of purpose. So, um, and and YouTube creating their own original content, I think, was very distracting and 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 didn't really make sense. What makes sense is just to keep making the platform better, so more people can find more relevant content quicker. Yeah, and and I think too, like um, there was an article a while back about the CEO of Netflix, what he really feared, who his competition was. It, it wasn't Fortnite. Else. It was Fortnite. Yeah, it was Fortnite, and and it's where the eyeballs are going currently. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, having teenage boys that live in the house, it's Minecraft and Fortnite, and actually your videos too. So yeah. they're kind of going over there. So, but yeah. it's just like at the end of the day, that's where, you know, where the biggest competition is. And I don't know. I, I think Netflix is, I hate to say this, but I think they're going to be dropping in value, yeah. you know, quarter after quarter until, or they're going to be coming stronger. I don't, I, I just, I mean, I, it you, might be one of those. Yeah, I but guess. Netflix is only as good as the content on there with everyone. Mm -hmm. All, a lot of the content making it big, like friends, their number one show got pulled off for HBO plus. Mm -hmm. And then Disney, the office is leaving. Max. Yeah. yeah. Or HBO max. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Disney plus like everyone's pulling their content off. And, so and that's going to keep happening. But I think, you know, there is a path for them to just continue to scale and innovate and getting on good content. I, I they, they're very strong when I, it comes to content what, acquisition. But what I'm saying is even pulling YouTubers to do uh, original Netflix series, like, I haven't seen one that actually I was interested in. And yeah. I don't think any one really just took off you mm -hmm. know, from there. And so the, the way that uh, the younger generation, Generation Z, is consuming content is not Netflix style. Like I yeah. just don't see that happening. I, I can't stand it. I, I watch like YouTube on my smart TV. I like I will literally open up Netflix and I'm like, I don't want to watch any of this. This is too long. For me, if I want to binge <laughs> a series, that's when I'm on Netflix. But yeah. I'm also on CBS All Access. Yeah. I'm also on Hulu. I'm also on Amazon. I'm on everything. You're different. But with YouTube, that's what I do when I'm, you know, listening to something in the morning or if I'm taking a shower or anything like that. Like I always have YouTube on. Or, if, or I listen to YouTube while even when I'm driving, where right. I'm not even watching it. Yeah. Um, I mean, YouTube has the platform where it can take on more content. And so I, I disagree with, you know, the comment of that th their biggest competitor is Fortnite. I know they said that. It really is YouTube. 
Because that's where the Fortnite well, content is. That's where the Minecraft content is. We know that Minecraft has always been like, I mean, for like the last 10 years, has been always the biggest gaming brand there. YouTube is what has changed television when it comes to paying attention to gaming, when it, paying attention to beauty content. And, and, and so I actually, I mean, I, yes, gaming, obviously there's an argument that that form of entertainment does compete with film and with TV, et cetera. But I really see them as different animals. I really think it's, you know, video content versus video content. And YouTube is probably the biggest competition to all those streaming platforms. Well, of course yeah. it's the biggest one. Yeah. 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 Well, but no matter what, I do think mm -hmm. we can. All, you agree, like Netflix, <laughs> is good. like there's no way, like all, all these competitors are stealing content and growing, and they're just gonna continue growing steadily too. Well, it just depends because you have a lot of these competitors coming in. You have like Peacock, you have Quibi, you have Apple, you have Disney Plus, even I, down to all, weird things like Discovery Go and everything. Discovery Go, everything's yeah. becoming streaming. Like anything that's on television today is gonna be streamed somewhere else. That's yeah. that's already happening. So there's all these competitors out there. It's it's basically based on who can get the most content and the best content the fastest. And Netflix, I think there's an argument they they do have you know data and they and they and they have done it the longest when it comes to streaming that. I think they can still come out of it on top. I, I don't know. Other than YouTube. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, that's yeah. going to be like time will tell. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed that they're scaling back on their production of new content. And it's a good thing because some of the new content that they had on Netflix wasn't very good. But they're investing in infrastructure. You know, they, they, have, they are. They, they have are. New studios in Spain developing and in yeah. Canada. And, like, and I get their global approach. I, I, I really understand that. But I think at the end of the day, it's like what where's my kids watching their content mm -hmm. and it's not Netflix. Like, yeah. They'll do it a little bit, maybe to watch the office, but once the office is gone, I don't see them ever going into Netflix. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun because there's definitely bubbles out there, yes. but I think there's going to be some major acquisitions mm -hmm. first. And, and I think, um, just like within YouTube, you can find your own niche. I, I think there's going to be other opportunities where you can find a niche platform. They can just subscribe to and, and watch, kind of like a crunchy roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. And this is a really important. I, I one. like that other one, though. I like talking about platforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's, yeah. Got heated there for a little bit. I like that. Yeah. No, it's That's good. Fun. It's good. Yeah. It's good. So last question, and this Daryl is always gets mad at me for disagreeing with him. Oh my so gosh! Yeah. After like, every I, know, podcast, I don't even know what you're talking about. He says like, "Hey, can you not hurt my feelings anymore?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, I actually told him to disagree more with me. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the way it works. So we, can, so we can trigger their algorithm. Yeah, right. No, we just get heated. Yeah, like, in case you guys didn't know, the more you disagree with someone, the more your videos get promoted. So, yeah. There we go. Back Keep to the up. big news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a normal YouTuber would tell you. Something so, weird. Th this last one, if anyone made it to the end of this this podcast or the video, this is, the, this is where the gold is. I've been holding this question, but your creative process. Like yeah. this is, this is interesting. Cause like you come up with some really creative ideas yep. and you're always pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. Like what goes through your mind when you're thinking of a video? Like what, what's your it's process? It's really hard. Could you ask a little more specific or <laughs> I, cause like I could ramble on well, for an hour. Well, based on a conversation we had earlier today, it seems like that's a very complicated answer because it, 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 it is a complicated, it, it, like when do you find the right idea basically? Yeah. So, Gosh, that's so hard to answer because there's no like, it's not like, all right, when it meets these requirements, well, actually it kind of is. So um, <laughs> now that I think about it, so basically it's really, is it, 
I mean, step one is, is it more ethical? You know, all that, that stuff, obviously. But then after that, it's just, will people click on it? Can I make an entertaining 15-minute video that people yeah. will watch like over 60% of? That's really it. Um, and the more I, this, and this is the thing, this is where when I, because I counsel YouTubers, it gets hard because you have to develop the feel. And it takes years for most people to just get it to the point, like over the last year, every video has gotten 10 million views. So I, I'm pretty accurate at this point. But at the beginning, I wasn't. And it took years of just fine-tuning what works. And um, so those those are what I look for. And when that's why it's hard when I, I teach new people because things like um, like this one guy, he was averaging 10,000 views a video. I won't say his channel name because I don't want to take credit because he really is blowing up now. But he was doing 10,000 views a video, 20,000 subscribers around there. And then I gave him just this one video idea that it was just a little too controversial for me. But I was like, yeah, he, he wants you know controversial right. ideas. So he did it. Uh, I, he filmed it. I was like, refilm it. He refilmed it three times. He was so mad. He was like, I'm not super mad, but he's like, come <laughs> on. And then I made him like keep redoing the thumbnail. And that video got 10 million views on his channel, despite the fact that his average was 10. His whole channel only had a few million views. Right. And right. he 10x in subscribers, and it's just a good idea. And I just told him how to film it. And I've done that with multiple different people. I like examples on examples. It's just a good idea. I give it to someone small, but they just have enough view velocity where like the next day it'll get picked up in the algorithm. It'll get 10,000, 20,000, 50, 100, you know, half a million, million and right. blow up. So it's just whatever. It's just a feeling that you just get over time. And I've worked with a lot of small people and they just, they just haven't refined it. Even after I tell people literally everything, they'll be like, all right, this is my next idea. And I'm like, why? It's not going to do well. I like how are you my apprentice? Like, why, why? I'm like, why, like, why wouldn't you do this? Why don't you do that? The thumbnail concepts, not that great. Things like that. So now we've had a lot of conversation on this and you'll have a list of all these ideas. And yes. you're like, okay, which one's the banger? Yeah, which I one's the banger? Do. So one of my steps before I upload or before we even start filming is I try to always run it by Daryl and like three other people. So whenever I'm like, have Daryl, like, okay, I have 20 ideas. Tell me what you think. Um, He's like, so which I'm, one's the banger? Yes, yeah. the banger. So I'm like, out of 20. Well, I mean, that's what you should don't do. you guys have like the like secret retreats where you we, guys like we don't talk about stuff like yeah that. like <laughs> what was the first word you said <laughs> um, no but you want to no matter what a title you have it can always be better it literally can always be better and, and, that, and that's why i want second and third and fourth opinions but what I, what I love about this is he goes i can't visualize the thumbnail like you're yeah. like I, if i can't visualize the thumbnail, i'm not making the video i'm not gonna put all this effort and time into yeah, that exactly or you have an amazing uh thumbnail and they're like well the title sucks i can't but the amount of money I spend, if I have like three or four videos in a row do bad, like I'm out of money. Yeah. You know, especially because yeah. like we're considering spending over 200 grand on one of our coming up videos. Like I, I can't have that be a bust. You know, it has to be a good title. It has to be a good thumbnail. I have to be able to make the money back or people don't get paid, you know? So, but by instinct, you're like, okay, I can see this. This is what I would click on. Yeah, exactly. I know my community. They would actually engage with this. Have you ever been wrong? Uh, not in the last year. I mean, I've had ones that, you know, do worse than others. Yeah. But for the most part, every video has done well, you know, I would 10 millions, like my threshold, if a video gets under 10 million views, I'm like, okay, I, I'm a which failure. like a year ago, you've been <laughs> yeah. like 10 million views. <laughs> yeah, I know that's so it's the last year, but I mean, sure. Like Reese, I used to donate to Twitch streamers. I gave a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even a million to Twitch streamers. I did that pretty consistently. Then I took a seven month break. I recently did one and like it literally just hit 10 million views. So it, it underperformed. And I think I've just gained a lot more non-gamers. Do, do you know what was interesting though, was I was preparing for my talk for Vid Summit, and yeah. I was trying to, you know, 
get some new results. So I watched like five of your videos completely all the way through. And, you know, it, it takes a little while for it to cycle. It's about five hours is what I found it for it to really cycle and start to suggest where it's at. Yeah. And guess what the first one that it recommended was you're donating to Twitch through yeah. like two years ago. It's like, Oh really? Yeah. That's all your I'm older thinking. content was popping up for me. Yeah. No, so. that that's, um, that's why I, I usually don't do seasonal content. It's a little hypocritical because I might, um, trick or treat, give trick or treaters $10,000 this year. But usually I try to do videos that just can go viral forever. Just constantly get views. Like it just clickable, watchable videos, no matter what, how long, you know? Yep. And that's where putting a lot of money and effort into videos really pays off because the long tail obviously is way better. And so well, that's yeah. very interesting. So, I mean, you don't focus on the seasonal trends. You just think of, okay. well, I don't focus on any trends. I just <laughs> yeah. try to make my own. He, he's like, he's like, I am my own trend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but no, the, the, are, are there a lot of creators out there trying to copy what you're doing? <laughs> Have you seen anyone yeah, try to do that? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> So, anyways, um, when I when I was I, just thinking of your name, no, it's like literally <laughs> a few channels that are. Exactly. Is it a few or is it a few dozen? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, um, no, it's just the idea is you want to make every video the best video possible, so someone can just watch a video and then watch mm -hmm. the next and the next and the next and the next, and like YouTube could just recommend any of the videos, and that's what we try to go for. Because like when when I do get on trending and like a, a new audience is introduced, I'll see comments on like really old videos, like. I saw you on trending two hours ago, and this is like the twelfth video I've watched in a row. Like, how do you do all this crazy stuff? How is every <laughs> video so crazy? Because like people who have never been exposed to me before, like they they still think like a thousand dollars spent on a video is crazy, and then they watch a video where I spend a hundred grand, and then a hundred grand, and a hundred grand, and then I destroy my friend's car. But it's like all this stuff that like so you could just go down my catalog and watch all of it. Mm -hmm. and it's, I try to keep it all interesting without know? naming anyone. Have you ever had like top like Hollywood celebrities hitting you up to try to be in your videos? Uh, a few. I, I mean, I wish I could name people. I usually yeah. just say no because usually it requires us to fly to LA and stuff, and mm -hmm. it's just a lot because I have a big crew and we have like our a lot of our videos like we're working over a month in advance. So just, yeah, it's, I it's I think the the one that was really well done was the Cam Newton one. And yeah, that I mean it was perfect, but that hasn't right even there. been uploaded. Is I, the thing? Uh, oh crap! I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, well he uploaded <laughs> he uploaded it on his channel. So you're not ex uh, exposing okay. anything, but ours okay. no. So we're um, Randy, I almost just died. <laughs> yeah. We've been uh, we've been stockpiling trick shots for a yeah, long time. Yeah. So we we got with Cam Newton. They wanted to upload theirs. Whatever. We're mm -hmm. still like world records, trick shots. But it, just, I mean, it, he's local, and it wasn't you know yeah. that that big of a deal. But yeah, that was a good one. So we're good. trying to upload a video, with just 15 minutes of us doing the craziest trick shots ever. But it's gonna take like a year because yeah. just how hard they are. So. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. So much for I time. can do this all day. This I, is I mean, this is, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah we'll have to definitely do okay, it. Okay, let's just cut it and start another one right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's do one just about platforms. We, we, we could actually do that. Time. We could yeah. really argue a lot. Yeah. We, we could get in on that. Yeah, I know. Once we moved away from talking about me and talked about like actual industry stuff, that's when it's like, I have a lot of opinions on stuff like that. <laughs> well, let's we had kind of the bland. No, I know. And like, it's just for me. Like, People do care about me, but I always struggle to talk about yourself. Well, the reason yeah. why we're doing this is because there's not really a, like a lot of content out there that goes behind the scenes and inside the brain of the creator. Yeah. And, you know, so we have people like you. We have people that are Hollywood producers yeah. um, from all forms of entertainment. And really, it's just so brands can really see, you know, what it takes to 
do this type of business. Yeah. It's you're not just easy. not in your mom's basement exactly. making videos. We're not. We have lots of employees. We spend millions upon millions upon millions of dollars on our content. Yeah. And we pull more views than any TV show for the most part. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. And it would be fun. It'd be fun to have, you know, um, Jimmy, um, Matt, Pat, and then like a Chris Moore. <laughs> yes. That would like, be interesting. Like, so like, you know, Chris Moore, you know, he, he did Goodwill Hunting, a lot yeah. of, you know, top hit like Hollywood shows. And just like, I think that'd be a great like Chris's F geek out. would go like, it'd be, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> like, 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 it'd be a great geek out on like talking about if, if you put like Matt, Pat, Daryl, me like here, and then like you asked us hard hitting questions about the YouTube algorithm and let us like all debate, like, yeah, which do you think is more important, <laughs> average view duration or average view percentage? And then we just all debated it. Like, <laughs> that would be awesome. That, that, would, be like, that is such a small niche of people that would actually watch that. But <laughs> I feel like we're missing someone. I mean, so we'd have Matt, Pat. I mean, if we want to talk we, about the algorithm, we I should mean, just have Todd ask us some questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Todd, Todd from YouTube. Todd's the, the <laughs> He's head. like, "Hey, yeah. what do you think about this?" Or no, actually, it'd be funny if it was Matt, Pat, me, you, and Todd, and we were uh -huh. like, "No, Todd, that's not how it works." Todd's <laughs> you like, have no idea. I, Todd's like, "I made it." Like, no, I made the algorithm, <laughs> I, and we're just like, "Well, we have thirty See, graphs right here that prove you wrong." See, my company, like where we're gaining a lot of traction and momentum and growth, is because we're building a bunch of algorithms to figure out how to predict the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So because you know, I <laughs> you're going to build algorithms, well, like in order to like predict guaranteed views, guaranteed right. clicks, guaranteed yeah. conversions, like we're guaranteeing all those types of metrics. And, and it's because from a brand perspective, it's impossible to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, you guys are much more integrated so, into the algorithm when it comes to creating so, content, but, when it comes to like promoting a brand inside the content, right. it's like a totally right. different angle. We gotta. We, I have a question now. Okay. We're just expanding that. <laughs> yeah. So are you saying how long that, have we been going? No, 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 no. It has no. It has no relevance to that. Yeah. This is irrelevant right here. Yeah. Very important question. So you're telling me that you could upload a video to your native platform and have your algorithm tell you if it's going to be a banger or not? Well, what this is what we do. We'd look at all the history of that specific creator. And so, okay, have, but, what so, I'm, so, but what I'm saying though is like, like having a history of a creator because you can have duds, like duds oh, happen all the time. One hundred percent. But if you can upload content and it says this content would be perfect with these outlets. Well, so we don't upload the content. Basically, what we do is we have our over a decade of conversion data, um, as well as view data. I know a big variety, and then when we take that, we then have our AI look at that from 10 million different perspectives or 10 different million ways and then find correlations with all the content creators out there like a Mr. Beast. But, but what, I'm, but, what I'm saying though is you could literally have that look at the data yes. of the video and you can say these are the elements that will convert. Absolutely. These are the elements that won't convert. Yes. Let's build that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I that. hey, can I, can my, I my, 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 my team is in a dark room right now playing with that. And there, and just so you know, there's enough data out there for that to be possible. And so when you and I were in the car chatting, yeah. that's why I was geeking out. I was like, we got to get you in the room with all my data scientists yes, please. and like have them basically recreate your brain. Can I, can I invest? <laughs> can, I, can I be a part of this? So ah, deep, deep neural I'll, networks. I'll have, I'll have to talk to my boss. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but anyways, no, like we should, we should definitely have another, um, let's, let's do have another video or another podcast where we just talk about algorithms. Oh, that'd be so Both fun. Yeah. The YouTube and Google algorithms, but also algorithms that need to be created in order to better utilize. If we just talk ones. about the YouTube algorithm, I'm game. Any other yeah. algorithm, I know nothing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> My whole life, I've just you're studied getting, it. You're getting better at Facebook. 
Sure. <laughs> Definitely don't have help. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's do, let's do this again soon. This all will right. be a lot of fun. Thank you, thank you all for watching this crazy podcast with Mr. Beast and with Ricky. If you're a brand <laughs> with lots of money, here's the email. Read at nightmedia.co. I promise uh, 100x your current sales. <laughs> there we go. Guaranteed. And we're going to see you guys on the next video.